0: Welcome to the Online Course Master Show, where you learn how to create, launch, and sell your own online courses. I'm Phil Ebner, back with Jeremy Deegan for another five questions episode. Super excited today to dive into some more great questions submitted by some of our super fans. So first off, Jeremy, what's up? Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, man. Everything's going good. How are you feeling? I am feeling good, feeling good, uh, ready to get through some more questions and uh, just been really excited about the launch of uh, season three and how it's going so far and excited that people are just happy to have the show back, um, back in action.
1: Yeah, we've been getting some good uh responses from people. People are definitely stoked that they get to listen and it's cool seeing it come up on the podcast player. I was at the gym earlier yeah. and <laughs> I saw it, saw it pull up on my on my phone, so that's always cool to see those notifications.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh people just joining the community as well as going through the free 5-day challenge. Um if you go to com, we've got a great challenge for anyone who's brand new to creating online courses. Um, It's really a it's just really what we we built it as a good way for people to just jump in, learn the process, the basics of the process so that you feel confident creating online courses. And it's completely free. We've got video lectures, a ton of resources um, and emails that go to you uh, over the course of five days. And uh, yeah, so check that out. Um, Just go to OnlineCourseMasters.com and click that free five-day challenge button at the top.
1: So yeah, let's get into the questions though. All right, very good. So the first question we have is from Ashutosh Pawar and it says, how do you get the ball rolling on new courses as, as it has become extremely difficult for new courses to gain momentum nowadays? Great. I'm assuming they're referring question. to Udemy or Skillshare or platform like that. Yeah. I mean, there's so
0: much that we've learned from all of our other guests on the show. So pretty much any other episode where we have a guest, check those out because each person has their own strategy. I think the the crux of the question isn't that it's necessarily harder nowadays to get the momentum. It's just that there's more competition now and so to kind of automatically start to rank higher um, and sell courses organically that's what's harder so to gain momentum though it's the same thing that we've i've been doing for for years now and that's just you have to have an audience to promote to and maybe that's part of the problem too is that nowadays if you're starting out uh it is hard to to launch a course. You need to have an audience. So it helps if you have been on Udemy for a while and you've grown an audience. It helps if you have a YouTube channel, if you have an email list, because you really need to start making sales to make more sales. Um, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, the name of the game on Udemy or on Skillshare is, especially on Udemy, is to get people in your class reviewing your class. As soon as your class starts to get reviews, it will automatically start to rank higher. Obviously, those reviews need to be good reviews. 4.5 stars or higher is ideal. And Udemy, really any new course, whether it's my course or someone who's completely brand new to the platform, if you launch a course and you get 5, 10, 15 reviews within that first week or so, they're going to see that, meaning the automatic, the, the, um, just the analytics of of Udemy and the algorithm, the robots are going to see it and it's going to start ranking automatically. It's going to get that hot and new tag uh, or the bestseller tag if it it does really well. Um, And so getting those reviews is really important. So not only um, promoting to your audience, but also asking people to review your course is a good idea. I'm just trying to think of other things that I would do. Any any ideas that you have for just getting the ball
1: rolling for new courses? Um, well, if it's I don't know, it's 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 kind of hard to say. I guess it depends on if you've been established or if you're a brand new instructor. If you're yeah. a brand new instructor, you might have a little bit uh, harder time, and you're definitely going to have to do some outreach outside of you to me, like you said, a YouTube channel or blog or something that's helped driving some of that traffic. Um, typically nowadays, like I don't have a whole lot of problems promoting new courses, um, because I've kind of found my niche and people know what to expect from me and they know my quality. And so it's a little easier to kind of promote those right, right off the bat. Um, but like you said, getting reviews is probably one of the main things on a platform like you to me because it's review based. And so you really have to get, um, not just good quality reviews, but you have to have a good number of reviews also. Um. Something that you might want to do also is if you're brand new and you want to create a course on a site like Udemy and do really well, you might look into doing more of a niche course. And so, you know, if if I go to the photography section, uh, Phil Ebener is taking up half of the first page of results. And so I'm probably not going to be able to compete with uh, you know a video production course or a Premiere course, but that doesn't mean that I couldn't create more of a niche course, like a, a Premiere course um, that's that's on a specific topic, or maybe Premiere for uh, documentaries. And so doing something like that might give me a better foothold into getting my course um, ranked because as people go through and maybe someone's taken a premiere course before, maybe they've taken fills and they don't need this one. And then they go down the page and they see my courses for documentaries and I'm a documentary filmmaker, I might click on that and and take a course. So that might be something else you could do. But if you're talking about Udemy, you definitely need to get the reviews. That's kind of gonna be the, the game changer. Um, especially right away, as Phil said, you can get in that hot new uh, section or that featured section on the page.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, the thing is, the truth is that um, it's easier if you have an audience that you can sell to because if your course is selling, that's also part of the algorithm that Udemy is going to see. And if you launch a course and it makes $1,000 in the first day, they're gonna see that and it's going to rank higher than if you launch a course and you give it away to 100 people for free. So the we don't know the exact secret of the algorithm, but we know it has to do with reviews and it has to do with sales. And so both of those things, however you can do that, uh, it's gonna get the momentum rolling. And if it's not working out for you right now, do more work growing your audience, put out a free course on Udemy, put your course out for free and convert it to paid later on. And then the next course you launch, you're going to have more of an audience to promote to. So this is going to take time. It's not quick and easy, get rich quick scheme. This does take a lot of effort and work uh, to, to build that audience so that you can launch. But, you know, as most people who are successful on Udemy know or off of Udemy over time, if if you create great courses and you grow an audience, it just gets easier and easier to launch a course the next time.
1: Yeah, that's right. So Jason Dion wants to know, do you or someone on your team actually read and respond to each review that you get? Uh, good good question. So <laughs> I used to, uh,
0: I used to personally, but now I don't personally, but I do have an assistant who goes through each review. Now I don't, believe she is reading word for word every five star review but she is paying attention more to the one two three star Mm -hmm. reviews and responding specifically to those reviews I do have some somewhat of a canned response that she responds to the different reviews so anything under four stars is a certain response four or four and a half stars has a different response and then five stars has a different response now I will say that some other instructors, I won't name him because I don't know if he wants to be named, have done experiments and have shown personally for them that responding to reviews does not change anything in terms of making more sales or the actual ranking or the rating of a course. Uh, So doing all that effort yourself or paying someone to do it, I don't know if it really, really moves the ball at all. But I do feel like as a student, if I was looking at a course and I see that the instructor is responding to at least the negative reviews, especially that would help uh, me make that decision to buy that course or not. Uh, But again, that's just a feeling. I don't have any statistical proof of that. Um, So at the very least, look at your bad reviews and respond to those, though. Not only is it good for um, it to show on your landing page that you're responding, but also you're going to learn how to make
1: your courses better. Mm-hmm. Very good. I yeah, think you answered that perfectly. So the next question uh, comes from Muhammad Azam, and the question is: What are your thoughts on lean publishing on Udemy courses? Meaning, launching a course with just a few sections and outline all the sections, and then adding new sections each week. So, kind of what we would call a drip campaign, where you're adding content as the time goes on. Okay, so. One
0: thing is that Udemy technically doesn't allow this or doesn't want you to do this. They will only approve courses that are the whole course. I'm I'm doing air quotes for everyone who's not listening, <laughs> watching uh, is in there. So I think on Udemy, it's important to have your entire course created and launch it. That doesn't mean you don't necessarily you can add content later, or you can create it in a basic way where you have all of the basic lessons. And then over time you add content to it. I guess my question to Mohammed, which Mohammed was on the, the podcast, uh, just recently, uh, I think he's episode 82, I believe. Yeah. 82. Uh, so if you want to listen to his episode, check that out, it'll be in the show notes. Um, But I guess my question is, are you creating it, doing this lean publishing as a way to get your course out there to sort of validate it, get students in the course uh, before you actually start creating the content? Or is it a way that you're going to create more engagement with the students, which I feel this idea can actually benefit do do well. You launch a course and and in your mind, though, you have a number of lessons or bonus sections you're going to be adding over the next months or weeks. Mm-hmm. And as you add that content, you're sending up educational announcements to your students saying, hey, we got new lessons. And that's going to create more engagement with the course, probably end up getting more reviews, uh, which will help the rank of the course. And that kind of strategy can, I think, be beneficial. I've never done it myself on Udemy. Um, But in terms of just doing it so that you can launch a course, get that course launched um, and then so that you can launch it sooner so you don't have to do as much work up front. I don't think that's necessarily a good idea because I would guess the reviews aren't going to be as good um, Mm. and that's going to hurt your course more than uh, help it. So I would try to get your whole course up there, at least get a five star course up there. And then if you have additional content that makes it even better, add that after the fact. Yeah. This episode and all of our episodes are sponsored by the Online Course Masters Academy, the one and only place you need to become an online course master yourself. With over two dozen courses that tackle every aspect of running a successful online course business, a private community of students like you, and bonuses like live office hours and webinar trainings, we've built the Online Course Masters Academy for anyone creating their very first online course and for anyone more advanced looking to increase their business and brand. Visit OnlineCourseMasters.com academy to join today.
1: Yeah, the course needs, uh, needs to at least be complete, uh, a complete course, I think, when you launch it. And then anything else is just bonus content. But I wouldn't leave yeah. stuff out just for the, the sake of trying to get it out faster. Because as yeah. Phil said, people are going to take it and they're going to feel like, well, they're not getting all the information that they need. And then they're going to leave bad reviews or ask for refunds. And you don't want that. Yeah, for sure. All right. Our next question comes from Bevash Roy. And the question is how can we leverage Udemy to sell courses on our own site? I like this question because I've always thought that we could use Udemy as a way to help our own site out too. Yeah, no, that's great.
0: I think there's just the general, if people are finding on Udemy and they're really into your course, some of those people are going to end up searching for you or finding your content on YouTube or on your website, on Google Like, for example, I know people have like taken my courses on Udemy and then they've probably just searched for a tutorial on YouTube and found my videos. And if they know, hey, that's Phil, I took his class, Mm -hmm. they're going to be more likely to click on my content on YouTube or subscribe to my channel. And that's just like the organic way that this happens. Um, And then, of course, you can get those people back onto your site through that content on YouTube or or wherever else, or on social media, the, then of course there's the more direct way that you're doing this, which is on Udemy and your courses, you can use the bonus lecture to promote your website. You can drive traffic to specific pages, to an email list, to um, any sort of other web content that you have. And so in that last bonus lecture, which we should include the rules for the bonus lecture in the show notes, uh, for this episode, um, you can basically share links to pretty much anything. And some people do that. So like people, a lot of people won't, and a lot of instructors don't believe it works that well. But I forget who it was on the app ep- on the podcast, but I remember in the first season, someone was talking about how they put out free courses and a lot of people actually um, convert for them to their email list that they then promote their courses to. I believe it was Mike Wheeler from episode 36 who teaches Salesforce who uses this strategy a lot. Um, the other thing too is you can send people in your in your courses educational announcements to free educational content. This could be a YouTube video. This could be getting people to a Facebook group. This could be people going to a blog post of yours. And it can't be directly to a sales page or to a page that is promoting um, a product on your own website. But if you're getting them to your website, to a YouTube video, perhaps those people might end up on your email list or subscribing to your YouTube channel. And then later on, if you do post a video or send an email, they might be able to, they might then buy courses on your own site. So there's lots of ways to get people from Udemy to your own site. I guess the rule that you have to pay attention to is that it can't be directly getting people onto an email list or promoting some a product unless it's in the, bonus lecture of a course. Um, But a lot of it just has to happen like organically. So Mm -hmm.
1: um, yeah, I don't know. Any other ideas or thoughts? No, I just, I've always looked at, uh, you know, Udemy, Skillshare, any of these other platforms, even Amazon, their search engines, people are going on there looking for information and that's traffic that is coming through the system. And if you can direct that traffic back to your site, I, I can feel it's pretty powerful. So I... Uh, in the past year or two, I, I started looking at Udemy more like a YouTube. Like, how mm-hmm. can you leverage the people who are coming onto the platform? Millions of people looking for information and getting them back to your site. And I think you really named a lot of those. Are you know the bonus lecture, the educational announcements. You can even have content in your course, like you said, as long as it's not promoting or selling. I believe, like you know, I I could have a video that talks about. Um, something that I mentioned on my site, and then you know it's not a direct link or anything that points people there, but if someone saw that they might you know head over to your site and check it out. So I think there's a lot of different ways that you can leverage that, but just make sure you're reading the uh you know the terms and all that good stuff on on whatever platform you're using because you don't want to be breaking any of those rules or doing anything that's going to get you kicked off.
0: yeah, for sure, but like they're really right now, so again <laughs> follow follow our advice and listen read up on the rules uh, mm-hmm. and we'll link to the 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 rules for the bonus lectures um, in the show notes of the episode. But you could really set up a funnel using Udemy. You could put up a free course and it could literally just be a few videos. I think the minimum length is 30 minutes. I don't know if yeah, that's still it used a to be rule. 30. Um, it could be 30 minutes of content. It could pretty much all be educational. But then at the end, you could... Create your bonus lecture and have it just be a promotion to an email list or something or Mm -hmm. to uh, another course even um, on your website or even on Udemy. So um, you can really use it to set up a funnel. One other episode I would check out is episode four. So onlinecoursemasters.com slash four. This is with Jonathan Levy, Levi, Jonathan from superlearner.com. He was taking a lot of traffic from Udemy and using it to sell higher priced courses on his own site. Now, a lot of things he was doing, I guess, is kind of on the fence of, of if it, I don't know if it, everything he talked about is still within the rules, But you could do it in a way that's within the rules using things like the bonus lectures. Uh, Mm -hmm. But he kind of talked about like what you were saying is using Udemy as more of just a search engine to get a lot of traffic and um, then uh, from there driving people to his own website. And uh, it's more of a lead generator.
1: I think of like, you know, like, um, like Gary Vaynerchuk, Seth Godin, I don't think they're using Udemy to make a lot of money. I think they're just using it as another platform to get people to know who they are so that when they see them elsewhere on the internet, it makes more sense. I see this uh, a lot with Skillshare too. I mean, Skillshare will will partner with other companies like ConvertKit and make a course. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's to make money. You know, I think (laughs) it's really more for an advertising type strategy to get people to go sign up for ConvertKit. Yeah, for sure. It's just, so our last question comes from Akshay, and that is, at which point did you trust your product enough to spend thousands of dollars advertising it? I love this question.
0: In a previous <laughs> uh, Five Questions episode, uh, it was episode 89, we talked a little bit about advertising, but it was more specific to your Udemy courses. Uh, Akshay, it sounds like talking more to someone who's creating a higher tic- ticket item, uh, maybe a course that has you're charging $500, $1,000 for. To be completely honest, again, I have never done this myself. I have never taken the time or really desired to figure out advertising to promote my product. I've played around with it a little bit here and there, um, but I think from what I have learned Um, it does take a lot of effort to figure out how and money to figure out how to make it profitable, but Mm -hmm. it's all about sending someone through a funnel. Usually it could be like it changes and you'll, you'll see this change. If you just pay attention to what is being advertised to you on Facebook, a lot of the time these ads probably aren't profitable, but if it's for a company or a person who you know is reputable, who uh, at least appears to be making money from their products, uh, pay attention to what they're doing because a while ago it was often just sending people directly to a, a webinar. And so I was getting ads for people all the time. You know, the big name, Amy Porterfields, the Pat Flynn's, uh, these people say, I got ads saying, join my webinar. Nowadays, I've seen ads a lot more for free video courses or video series, um, or things like that. Um, So pay attention to what people are doing to see what might work for you. But again, I guess my honest answer to this question is that I have not done this myself. Um, Not that I don't trust my product enough, but I like finding other ways to sell my products, which is generally through basic content marketing and not through, through paid marketing. So content marketing is all of the things that we do here on Online Course Masters, our podcasts, YouTube videos, webinars, free trainings, free downloads, our five-day free challenge. These are all parts of our own, you know, look behind the scenes, but that's part of our own content marketing strategy uh, compared to a paid marketing strategy.
1: Yeah. I think about like, you know, we have our uh, online course masters Academy and at what point would we consider advertising that say through Facebook advertising or something? I believe it would, it would have to be a point to where we know that it's already working on pretty much on its own, where we're making sales and people are going through the funnel and mm-hmm. the funnel is working. There's conversions where we're, we're uh, we've already got the fire started. Now we're just going to throw fuel on the fire. And, and yeah. So I think you would have to really make sure that you, you've got your processes figured out, you have everything converting like it should be, and that you're seeing good signs and good health. Um, and you brought up a good point, just follow what other people are doing. Uh, you can actually go onto um, fan pages of people like Phil just mentioned, Amy Porterfield and Pat Flynn, and you can actually, there's a, a button, they moved it recently, I, I have to go look and find it, but there's a button that'll actually show you that the ad, ads that they are currently running at this moment and so, you can go and, and watch some of these ads and kind of see what they're doing and what their funnel looks like. They might not be sending people straight to a course, they might be sending it through a lead magnet or a webinar and then selling the course later on. So, yeah. if you're going to consider that, you know, model what, what is already working for other people. Go find out people who are in the same niche or, you know, same uh, category as you, and then kind of go see what they're doing and then model that if that's uh, how you're going to go down that road. But you will spend thousands of dollars very quickly. (laughs) I used to run ads for t-shirts on Facebook and uh, the money can add up very quickly. So if you have never done it before, you probably want to make sure that you uh, double whatever you want to spend so that you can hire a professional to run them for you unless you just really want to learn it. But uh, I'd probably just pay someone to run the ads for me at this point.
0: Yeah. And I I think the thing is, like you said, it's it's a good idea to have proof of concept to make sure people are actually willing to buy your product through a non-paid funnel Mm -hmm. before you start spending money Uh, because it doesn't make sense to start spending money if you don't know people are actually going to buy your product. And there's lots and lots of ways to get people to buy even a higher ticketed uh, product uh, without paid advertising. So I definitely recommend figuring that out first. Awesome. This has been another great episode, five questions episode. So thank you for all the questions. If you have any questions of your own, just go to onlinecoursemasters.com. Click the podcast page and there's a link at the top where you can submit your own questions. We would be happy to answer them here on the show. Our other request is that you leave a review for the show. Take a moment right now. Keep listening, but just open the app wherever you're listening to this. And leave a review. We know that we get hundreds of people listening to the episodes every week uh, when we launch them, but we only have a handful of reviews on each of our platforms. So we know there's people probably like you listening right now who have not taken the time to leave a review. So please do so. While you do that, I'm going to read a review from Book Eater Dina. I have a guess who this might be. uh, (laughs) I think I know
1: too. (laughs) She's probably smiling listening to this. (laughs) Yeah, so this is
0: from iTunes. Her review says, a masterclass for serious course creators. Right now is the ideal time to turn your expertise into profit and there's no better person to take the journey with than Phil Ebener. And I'll add Jeremy Deegan because I think this (laughs) review was from a little while ago before you were co-host. His guests are experts in the online education world who very generously share their methods and failures when it comes to creating excellent online courses. The two episodes with Miguel and Jonathan, which are, I believe, numbers four and number six, um, are jam-packed full of useful information and insights you are not going to find elsewhere. I listened to several course creation podcasts, but this is my favorite by far. Thank you, Dina. (laughs) Thanks, Dina. That was perfect. So for anyone listening, you know, just use that, that as a <laughs> template to review the show. That would be great. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, cool. Jeremy, uh, thanks for being here as always. Thanks, and we'll catch you next week. All right. See you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode and as always, make sure you check out onlinecoursemasters.com for show notes, to enroll in our academy, and to join a free community of fellow course creators who can help you out. Also, if you're brand new to teaching online, check out our free five-day course creation challenge. It's the perfect way to jumpstart your online course business. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate your support for the show. Now it's time to get to work. So go make some online courses and help us teach the world.